Hey, I'm Rita. And I'm Lee. And welcome to the Me For Her podcast. We are two gay women living polar opposite lives in different sides of the country, here to share our thoughts and experiences on a range of topics women go through between 20 and 30. Welcome back to episode 18, the season finale of the Me For Her pod season one. Lee, it feels like forever since we've been co-hosting together. We've had a couple of interviews. How you doing? I know. It does feel like we've been doing this for a really long time. I mean, 18 episodes is quite a long time. And to be honest, our listeners are very lucky that our season one was that long. I know. Because I know a lot of pods don't go for 18 in a season. <laughs> well, look, we were just on a roll. We are going with the flow, hey. But um, I'm so glad that we produced as many episodes as we did. I think we did some amazing things this season. But... Just hot off the press, fresh from last week, episode with Sophie, we have had so many amazing conversations with people sliding into our DMs, sharing their experiences, talking to us about their stories and opening up the conversations, which is exactly why we started the podcast in the first place. So shout out to everyone who's been open and honest and vulnerable with us and shared their feedback. We read every single one and we really appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is exactly why we started this podcast was to just allow people to feel comfortable in certain situations that maybe they felt they were going through on their own or um, just open up topics that people don't normally discuss. And I think Sophie, um, given the platform she's got, uh, did that brilliantly, especially with such a sensitive topic as being a single mum and dating with children. Mm-hmm. And I, I've just really, I really enjoyed listening to it and I really enjoyed doing it and I'm, I'm really grateful for the conversations that it did create. You and me both. So this episode, we're pretty much just going to recap what was a massive 2020 and recap some of the world events, some of our highlights, some of our low lives and some of the lessons learned along the way. Mm -hmm. So bring it on. So let's start with start of the year. Australia was devastated with bushfires. It was pretty rough, wasn't it? I know you like emotionally were really affected by that, weren't you? I was like I Taylor had to say to me on many occasions like and we were doing our bit like don't get me wrong I wasn't just on one of those people sharing stuff on social media we were donating we were trying yeah. to do all we can to um to help and and being in WA like I know this sounds really silly but it was really hard because I we felt so helpless and a lot of people in WA will say that I know it's not as bad for us as losing our house etc but when half of your country is literally going up in flames and you're sitting on the other side. You feel helpless. Totally. And you feel almost guilty. And I really emotionally, like my energy mm-hmm. was sucked by that because I felt so fucking terrible that I couldn't do, you, you can never do enough. And um, so mm-hmm. I was very emotionally taxed by that. Again, I know, like it's not poor me. It's It was just really taxing. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe our country was suffering as badly as it was. And I can't believe that was the beginning of the year and what has happened since. Mm-hmm. Um, it blows my mind. And I, I can't even imagine that there's still so much damage and damage that will be done for years and years and years from now from those fires that have sort of been put on the back burner because of COVID. And then to think about people that may have lost their homes or um, like their businesses or their jobs and then maybe di- or maybe didn't lose their business and job from the fires but then lost it because of COVID. Yeah, I know. Like it, it, hard it, it, it's, a, it's, it's too much, to, it's too much to think about really. Even us on the East Coast felt helpless being even like close to it as well. I think no matter where you were in the world, it affected you in one way, one way or another. Like 
I threw a couple of fundraisers and even then you still feel like, fuck, well, I've raised some money or I've donated some money, like, but I can't do anything more than that. And it's almost like frustrating that you can't help more. And there's a bit of frustration towards the government for not doing more about it earlier as well. And a lot of Victorians felt that way as well. Well, I think it was in a way a really, um, again, Australians banded together and and this was another thing. Small businesses were um, doing giveaways and whatever, and and if you bought this, then they donated a percentage or the whole amount. And so it was easy for us to um, help in that way because if I saw a small business who was selling something that I was got use from, or I could see it as a gift, I bought a few things because they were donating a, po- a portion, of, and I, it shouldn't be a matter of what can I get back in order to. Um, donate we were we donated to um charities without getting anything back but i think the fact that small businesses also then benefit from it it was just Mm -hmm. a win-win and i think the fact that our country sort of banded together that was i mean there's it's a silver lining in a very shitty situation and celeste barber proved to us all the power of bloody social connection and rallying the fucking troops what a woman she's just a legend i love her so much i've actually got her book and i've read it and she's just amazing I've actually got a T-shirt with a face on it and I put it in the op shop pile and then when she did that, I took it out and now I wear a lot. <laughs> I can't believe it was ever in the op shop pile, to be honest. It's quite a funny shirt. Maybe I'll bring it to Perth when I come hang out with you. Yeah, I might keep it. Not that it would fit me right now, but. Oh, it's huge. It would. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Pregnancy shirt. <laughs> um, And then if matters couldn't get any fucking worse, COVID happened and I think the mass majority of the population, shit got real in March. Like a lot of people started working from home, offices transitioned to home, at least in Victoria, it was a massive deal. But I think a lot of us really thought it was going to be over by July. And I don't know why, but I definitely thought that. And it was Mm, not fucking over in July. So that was rough. That was really rough. Look, again, being in WA, it was very different. We're almost not even a part of the same country, honestly. I know. Do you even live here, mate? Very different for us. But, look, there's benefits to living on the West Coast at these times. But um, it was very different for us. I mean, we did go into a sort of a, like a lockdown, but not for very long, and it was never as severe as, as Victoria and the Eastern States. But um, everyone was affected in their own way. Like I, mm-hmm. um, when I think about 2020, my immediate thought is like, shit show <laughs> even yeah. though I my whole family wasn't affected like work-wise or health-wise mm-hmm. thankfully yeah but I think just seeing everyone else and the whole country collectively struggle um like financially emotionally like physically and mentally it would mm. it just when your whole country and the whole world yeah no is in dire straits like you you are again are so affected by it so when I think about me personally and like COVID like there's a lot more people that were way more affected than than I was um but I think it's still the thought of what people have been through and what people have lost and you know the mental health um decline it's 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 hard not to be affected by it even if you didn't lose your job or your health was not affected do you know what I mean Absolutely. And I think like the a massive thing that I realized, I mean, there were a lot in COVID, but one, the importance of your social connections and your relationships, like that's what we really love. Sure. We love going out to restaurants and whatever, but at the end of the day, we crave 
you know, our connections and the people that are closest to us. And for us in Melbourne, when that got taken away from us and we got put in an extended period of lockdown, that was really fucking tough, you know, to go through that. But, and I don't actually think that anyone will really know what we went through unless you're in that together in Melbourne. Um, but it was also really nice to have people from other states and stuff sort of checking in on us and seeing how we were doing, you know, because it was fucking rough. And not not just the fucking eating places and whatever. Like, you lost your sport, you lost your outlets. Like, it was fucking rough. Oh, I, statistics don't lie. Like, the like mm. the decline in mental health is, has been rapid and it's been quick and I think that it's very serious. And this is, again, it's like the fires. It's going to have an, an ongoing effect for a really, really, really long time. And so I think, you know, mental health needs to become a very um, top of the list priority for everyone. Um, recommend. Yeah. And, you know, we spoke about mental health on the pod and um, I just think it's such a crucial thing to for everyone to sort of band together and just, you know, talk about things that they wouldn't normally talk about. I know it's hard, but in all honesty, like I, everyone's like, I know it, like people sharing memes being like, everyone just expects to wake up 2021 and everything back tomorrow. And I'm like, yes, yeah. can we fucking please? <laughs> I'm just like, 1st of January 2021, COVID, you're not walking in the fucking door. Like, see you later. Yeah. We have done it for a year. 2020 is the year that will go down in history as this year. It can't kick on in 2021. Like, it just can't. No. I'm sorry. It's see you later. No kick on. The bouncers will kick you out. You're not fucking welcome, mate. No kick on. I know. It's not a COVID bender. It's a, it's a one-night stand. <laughs> a one, it's a one-year stand. It's a one-year stand. I love I'm not, that. I'm not, I mean, again, WA's not even that badly, but it, we are like, you know, life's nowhere near what we what we remember it, like at all. And I'm just ready to kick the shit out of COVID out of the way. Amen. Well, why don't we recap on some of our lowlights and highlights for the year? Are we starting with lowlights or highlights? Let's start with lowlights and then end on like a slightly happier note. Okay, so my low light, and this is actually not something I've shared on the pod or on my socials or with many people, to be honest, but mm-hmm. um, Tay and I actually suffered a miscarriage at the start of the year and the due date was actually the 12th of December. So that mm. that is always a bit tough. Um, Tay and I dealt with it. We felt it. We understood that it was not a good time and we allowed ourselves to be upset. Um, and I'm not sitting here saying that now that I'm pregnant again, like I'll, it's all forgotten and stuff because it's a mm. heartbreak that I don't think, uh, is comparable. Um, obviously, um, it's a heartbreak that I, I guess can't be described. Um, yeah. And unless again, and it's, again, it's such a taboo topic, but it shouldn't be because it's so common. And exactly. I, I, I do what I think everything by the book, you know what I mean? Like in terms of pregnancy, I, I live I not just naturally, it's just the way I live. So for that to happen, to me, it was a massive shock. And I think for a lot of women you think, oh, that won't happen to me, that won't happen to me, that won't happen to me. And then it does and it's 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 heartbreaking. And, yeah, and then Tay and I got back on the horse. Um, and good on you guys for that. I'm, I can imagine that wouldn't have been easy. Yeah, we knew, and but you know what? It, it it only made us more aware of how badly we wanted to have give give Oak a sibling, and and because yeah. Oak happened so quickly, he was the first time. I think my expectation was just that, and then we got back on the horse, and um, a few months later, we um tried and it it worked and it happened, and 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 I think it 
always played in my mind a little bit, you know, not to get too excited too soon and blah, 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 blah. And, um, yeah, but it wasn't until like that due date that we knew once you, once you fall pregnant, you, you find out the due date, like that date's ingrained in your mind. And, um, so yeah. And I always thought, oh my God, like a a December newborn, like Christmas is going to be crazy. Your birthday. And everything like that. Yeah, Yeah. Like my 30th. And, and so you remember, and, um, but yeah, to me, it was, it was a really, really hard time. And I guess that without like support and talking about it, and I, I was communicating with Tay very well during it all. And you go Mm. through so many emotions, like blame, like you blame yourself completely. And then you just go through absolute, like just upset. And I know they're so common, but you know, it doesn't make it any easier. So yeah, that was, that was probably my low light. Um, and I can talk about it now. And I was able to talk about it then, to be honest. And um, yeah. Tay was amazing. She was very pragmatic, even though it does happen to the partner as well. I think the caring person always holds that guilt. Mm-hmm. She was really great about it. And she just said, it. you know, it obviously wasn't the right time and it wasn't meant to be. And mm-hmm. hearing that at the time, you're like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, <laughs> like, no, that, it was the right time. It was meant to be. And it's hard to hear, but like, she didn't say it in a way that it was like uh, dismissive, and it was just um, it. It's true, and it and it did mm-hmm. make me feel better, even though I was like, "Can I just be on the floor crying for a minute here, please?" Dairy milk. <laughs> she did let me. Um, but yeah, so that was my low light. Do you want me to do um, my highlight now, or do you want to do your low light? No, no, we'll do my high, um low light to keep okay. it in the de- in the depresso sort of region mood um yeah cool <laughs> um yeah I think a couple of things for me like obviously sport was taken away it was meant to be my soccer comeback year which you know is trivial in the scheme of things but at the time it really meant something to me I was really excited to get back on the soccer pitch and maybe try and hit 300 games for my club that didn't happen sport was taken away um my relationship went down the gurgler my job was at risk then fucking Harley went missing, which literally sent me sent me into a meltdown because I thought like everything was just getting taken away from me and I thought I'd never see Harley again, which was – and I never thought as like a previous non-pet owner, I was always like, oh, is it as bad as losing a family member? Probably not. You guys are probably just being dramatic. It actually fucking is. It was really, really hard. Um, yeah, but I think just – Mental health was probably the main low light for me, but also a highlight. Like I came out of it. It was a dark spot. I got help. I spoke about it and, you know, turning a corner into the highlights of the year for us both. Like this podcast was born out of unfortunate circumstances being, I was locked down in COVID. You were for about 0.5 of a second. Um, I was coming out of a breakup, needing something to focus my attention on. And like this podcast, I've always wanted to be connected to our community in some way. I just never knew how. And this podcast has really given us both that opportunity. And I think it's helped a lot of people too, which is is weird that us two talking weekly about shit that we find funny or important has helped people. But I think it really has based on the feedback we've received. Well, I think it's just we talk about things that everyone else talks about, but we don't know everyone else is talking about it. So, Mm -hmm. you know... Anyone could get on and talk about these topics. Um, I mean, we've got different experience. We've got a lot of experience between us because we're living different lives in a different place. But um, 
Yeah, I think it's relative. It's all relative what we talk about people can relate to um, and that's what we try to do is be relatable in some way to someone. Amen. So what were your other highlights for this year? The other one that I forgot to mention was getting my dream job. That was really cool. It was around this time of the year last year that I was approached. I started at the start of the year right before COVID hit and um, that's an area of my life that I, I think I finally found my place and my calling in. And um, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, that's, that, that really is a highlight. Um, well, highlight for me is my pregnancy, obviously. Yes. Um, and just being able to watch Oak go from like a baby to like a, a, an adult apparently. Um, no, yeah. but like a little, a little human being and like his growth and like his speed, like how he, how he communicates now and just the fun we have together and the laughs and, and just being a mum, I guess, like it's so different each year, but this year has been amazing, um, for me and him and our relationship and like his relationships with other people. But yeah, I guess, it, I mean, it's, it's so weird to say, cause it sounds so like, again, trivial, but. When you're a mum, you understand that seeing your children grow and be happy is second to none and then falling pregnant um, and, you know, our business, Tay's business, but if you're a business owner, you understand it's a family effort, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, has done really well in its first year. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've got a lot to be grateful for coming into 2021. I think that's honestly one of the key messages for me for 2020 is gratitude and being grateful for what you already have. Well, both our families are healthy, you know, like. Yeah. And that really is. And I keep thinking to myself when I'm having like a hard day or I'm emotional and I'm emotional a lot because I'm hormonal, Mm. but, and I just, I literally, it sounds so cliche, but I say like, Lee, your whole family's healthy. Like you're fine. Mm -hmm. And that really is the most important thing. And it's, again, so cliche, but if you really think about that and the people that may not have healthy families and we're so uh, um, aware of people that aren't healthy at the moment because, again, because of social media, people start, Mm -hmm. you know, GoFundMes, and I'm not saying they shouldn't, nothing gets the GoFundMe at all, but you're more exposed to it because people are sharing these GoFundMes. Um, And I think from social media I'm more aware of, you know, there's people that don't have their families at this time of year. Absolutely. I think you're so right. But yeah, I just think that, um, you know, fuck, like even in a world struck by a pandemic, like Australia as a country is so fucking fortunate in so many ways. I think it's, um, we're just bloody fucking lucky, eh? Yeah. What would you say your favourite episode was? Oh God, it's hard. It's so hard because like at the time, all of them were really important to us and really like we we made such a big deal out of each and every single one and every single guest because this was our first you know foray in the podcast world and we did put so much like time and effort into every single one um I'm probably most proud of the story about Katie and I's dad because I think that was really huge for her and I think um secondary for me um it was a bit of a weird one we spoke about at the time because it's not like it's not my favourite by any means because it's a bit sad. <laughs> but, like, I think it's an important one. And, again, it's one of those things where we were removing the taboo of a topic that typically, you know, isn't spoken about. Um, but I had lots of fun on a lot of them. Um, Brie Davey was big for us, first big big dog guest. Um, I had fun with KJ and Katie on that episode that we did about sex and sexuality. That was funny. Um 
But honestly, I think the ones where you and I just spoke shit about when we were gay or like um, lesbian myths and stereotypes, they were probably my favourite. What about you? Yeah, again, like it's hard to pick one because they were all really, really important and played a massive role in making our podcast what it was. Um, the Katie one was very important, I think, um, such a taboo topic, and we were able to touch a lot on mental health um, mm-hmm. and reaching out and sending that message. And um, I think all our guests brought some sort of either entertainment or message or um, exposure to some topic that we hadn't or we couldn't on our own. Um, yep. But my favourite, like in terms of sitting here and doing it, like the most fun would have been I'm uh, the arsehole. Yes. I forgot about that one. That was fucking funny. Like for, because it was literally us just hanging shit on situations that um, like we may not have before. There was a lot of speculation about who those Am I the Arseholes were um, coming through the DMs and the lesbian circles of Melbourne BT dubs. <laughs> well, too bad. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea. So I have no idea who I've offended, if I've offended anyone. I'm sorry. So I think we'll do that one again, though. That was fun. And it's like something that you can literally just roll on forever because there's so many arseholes and situations like that in the world. I have, since we've done that episode, I've had so many times where I've gone, oh, fuck, I need to ask reader on the podcast, am I the arsehole? And then I haven't written them down and I forgot. Am I the arsehole for making out with you one weekend and then making out with your housemate? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You are the arsehole. (laughs) Just kidding, we love you, but it was funny. What are you most excited about for season two? Because we will be back, let's be honest. You might not be Uh, back for as long as I am, given that you're giving birth in April, but we'll be back. um, What am I? I could give birth in March, who knows? True, Um, valid. Just, I don't know, continuing to get some more fun guests on, um, continuing the shit talk creating relationships with people that we've created relationships with um just allowing people to feel comfortable in a situation they're in maybe or they have been in um and yeah the freedom to express how they feel whether it's with us in the dms or to then go and have a conversation with someone else just connection connection absolute connection say connection one more time connection um I'm most excited about just coming in like refreshed with like a year, I want to say a year's experience under our belt because <laughs> we're podcast bros now. I mean like a season under our belt because I just went back to listen to episode one and I like cringed through like the first five minutes because we were so rookie. What about the ones we didn't even put to air? Like they were, ba- they were bad. Well, I know there was that week that you were like, oh, we did um, a pod like, and it's been recorded, it's just been sitting there, I might release it. And I was like, no, you are not. Like, that was <laughs> terrible. What about the pod that we did? Um, I think it was when we were trying to re-record my story on my breakup and I had a complete fucking meltdown and I was crying the whole way. And you were like, what did I say? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Like, I because I didn't know what you were breaking down over because we touched so many different topics and I was like... I didn't- fucking know what it was i was just like i'm sensitive i don't yeah. really talk yeah yeah 
regroup tomorrow. And we were talking about like the whole comparison game, and I was like, oh, okay, we've talked about this before, but okay, yeah, that was like a bit of a nerf. The third episode, so yeah, yeah, that was a bit bit soon. Um, Uh, what about any key lessons for you from the year? Because, like, I think for me, hmm, how do I put this? I think reflecting on my breakup, I mean, everyone's gone through a breakup before, and in the heat of the moment, you know, your emotions feel so fucking real. And you feel like X, Y, Z. For me, after a period of time, I was feeling a little bit of anger and resentment. And you don't realize at the time, but it's just an emotion that passes through. I think my psych Mitch told me that. And he's he's sort of, you know, I mean, we know this as human beings. We know this. But at the time, you sort of, you act on your emotions as opposed to your logic and, and you know, what's real. But I think I've realized that, you know, one of our favorite personal development books, we've said it before, is The Four Agreements. And nothing anyone does is because of you. They never intend to hurt you. They're just doing what they think is best at that time. And I think that's one of my key lessons for the year is just reminding myself that even if you feel like you've been hard done by or a situation doesn't go in your favor, like try not to act out of anger because, you know, it's never a nice place to be, you know. And like looking back for me now, at about the six month reflection mark, like I don't wish any anything ill upon my partner. I don't think I did at the time as well, but like I don't resent anyone. I don't hate anyone. I know that shit just happened. She did the best thing that she could at the time. I dealt with it the best that I can that I could at the time. Things were said, but they don't really mean anything anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. And I mean, you're only human. People speak out of emotion. And when you're hurt, you're trying to protect yourself. And I think by almost not not hurting the other person, but you're just trying to protect yourself. It's a a strategy. And um, I think mm. you're in a human, and the fact that you're reflecting on it is is great. And again, it's about growth and learning from from that. And I think your ex knows that you're not a bad person, and you never wanted ill for her. But the way you guys broke up was there was your perception and her perception they were very different mm, very and the way you perceive yeah. things was that she had behaved differently to how she thought she had behaved therefore you responded to that and mm. and that behavior that you perceived and now you can look back and not not say oh I was wrong or anything but just say look like you know um I was upset and I and I responded from her mm-hmm. everyone's done it um I don't know if you're breathing or you've got a heartbeat. If you haven't, honestly, like I don't know anyone who's not responded out of anger or upset before. A lot of people actually related to that episode and I think a lot of people went through breakups in COVID. So I hope that was sort of relatable to people. Um, And I hope that you're, you know, in a good place and looking forward to a fresh start for the new year. You might already be dating, you might not, but just know that it takes time and you will get there. When you're in the heat of it all, it feels like you're never going to escape sadness and, you know, the hurt or whatever you're going through. But I promise you, it does happen. And I can confidently say now, like, looking into 2020, I can't wait to meet my dream gal. I can't wait to start a new chapter of my life. Um, Buy a property for me. That's on my to-do list for next year. I'm really excited about that. Um, 
and yeah, I'm I'm in a really happy, good place, and I'm grateful for this podcast and uh, it allowing us a bit of a platform to share our stories and impact people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think my biggest takeaway for the year was pro- is probably given the circumstances, given the way the world is at the moment, is is that not everyone's going to see things the same way. Yes, that's so. I know. True. I know. I know. I definitely don't. And I know that I um, have my have my reasons. And but at the same time, you know, Joe down the street has a completely different opinion to me, and that's fine. Like we've got different lives, different mm-hmm. experiences, different knowledge, um, and different beliefs, and that is so okay. And that's my biggest takeaway: is like there's such a divide between like what I think and what someone else thinks, or you know, just in general in the world, like you know people think this or people think that and there's all these different opinions and it's almost like well if you don't agree with mine you're a bad person like that's not the case at all yeah like it's 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 yeah. a it's your truth and this sounds super woo woo but your truth is not the truth yes Where, like and to me my belief is that my truth no matter how strongly i believe it and know how much how much like evidence or proof or any, that I that I think I've got, it, it's not your truth or that that person's truth, and it's not the truth. And that's my I think something I've really taken away from 2020 is that my truth is not the truth. It's not your truth. It's not the next person's truth. And you can have you know you can see things differently or you can have split opinions, but you don't need to end friendships over it. You don't need to think no. someone's a bad person because of it. You don't need to you know, think they're insane or um, speak about them badly. Like it doesn't Mm. make them a bad person unless they're out to harm people. I just think that your opinion is your opinion and someone else may completely disagree and it doesn't really mean you're a bad person or they're a bad person or you can't be friends. It just means you've got a difference of opinion and I think it's really important to have people in your life with a difference of opinion and to learn to respect that and just not... To, to respect it but not necessarily agree with it and to be able to just have conversations or, you know, let's just say let's agree to disagree and not talk about it and let's talk about mm-hmm. a million and trillion other things we can talk about in life. So you just have to get on with it and learn to respect everyone's opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. So do you have any dream guests for the future pod? I know we put up on our interview recently like who would people <sighs> – who would we like to interview? Who would people like us to interview in the future? I Well, after talking to Sophie, and I've spoke to you about this before because my brother is um, – my brother has his own podcast actually and he's uh, very, very, I would say, well-equipped, again, opinion, in talking about like toxic masculinity and totally ego is. and things like that. Um, so like a male um, that could talk mm. about that and even like – Jared Kasia because I loved mm. the way Sophie described him and his lack of ego and I would love to get a male on here to talk about like a lack of ego or like you know toxic masculinity and things like that and how they can affect the next generation or how their fathers or parents or grandparents or whoever affected how they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah no absolutely a couple of people actually dropped that into our um, suggestion box on Instagram which is cool. Definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to get, like, honestly, I feel like these were a priority for us in season one and time has just flown. So in season two, I can't wait to get um, an IVF story on fertility on the show 
Um, we've got a couple of people that we'd love to speak to about that. And I want to hear a lot about um, the transgender community as well. I don't think we had an opportunity this year. So really looking forward to that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're definitely all, I think, quite interesting and important topics and people that we could um, that we could have on. And it's always nice to learn. I feel like I've learned so much just from speaking to people um, and having actual proper conversations with them. Like you said, I think we've all missed that this year. Um, and I know that when I catch up with people in life at the moment, it's I'm chasing after a toddler. So I don't get this. This podcast is a real connection <laughs> for me unless yeah, I'm at work. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited and I'm really excited to reach out and, and get those people on board and just share more knowledge with, with our listeners. Absolutely. Me too. So before we wrap things up, we've got an exciting competition for you guys, don't we, Lee? We do. And in order to enter, you have to either leave a review on Apple Podcast or share your favourite episode from Season 1 on social media and tag us in it to enter. Once you've left the review, you've got to screenshot it though and send it to us so that can be your entry. And I guess the more more you share, the more reviews you leave, the more entries you get. And the winner will receive a very comfortable grey me-for-her hoodie. We're going to model them and show you photos of them in the Instagram. And the winner is going to be released on Christmas Eve. Woohoo! What a Christmas present. Especially when it's summer. Who doesn't want a hoodie in summer? <laughs> We've nailed the brief on that. Thank you so much to all our listeners for tuning in in our first season of the Me For Her pod. We love you all and we thank you for following along with us and listening to all our episodes. Yes, it has been a ride. I can't believe we're at the end of season one. I'm so excited to return. I'm excited to have the break and spend Christmas with my family and then Reitz is heading over to the West Coast for New Year's when we're going to head down down yeah. the coast to Dunsborough, which is amazing. Um, but thank you all so much. It's been incredible and it's um, exceeded all our expectations, honestly. We thought it was just going to be us talking crap. <laughs> and now um, yeah, and our mum's listening. We've got um, <laughs> real people listening to us every week from all around the globe. And enjoying it. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. So thank you. We wish you all a very, very, very Merry Christmas and a safe Christmas. And, um, and a Happy New Year. That one. Yep. Lee and okay. Reitz signing out. out. <laughs> See ya. Love you. Bye. Bye. Okay, mummy be out in a minute. Happy Oh my god, can you hear Harley? It's like Tate drilling. <laughs> Let me just leave out. <laughs> Fucking stage five clinger. <laughs> <laughs>